This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Let's try that again. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Happy day 22 of the program. Just having a bit of uh, technical issues, but I think we are good to go. I'm a little crooked here, but we might just have to deal with that today. Okay. How's everyone feeling? It's week three. Um, Listen, if you are here still, chances are you're going to be here at the end. If you don't let the frustration get you, please recognize you're going to be frustrated. This is the point in the program where we have to move on from that conversation. Like really, the scale is going to piss you off. You're going to have days where you you feel like you're a rock star and you're crushing it. And you're going to have other days where you're eating chips for breakfast. It's all part of it. Um, We are entering into the messy middle. It's messy. Um, you know, the diet industry likes to talk about a before and an after, and it's just as simple as that. There's a before, there's an after, eat less, exercise more. That's all you need to do. Um, as we know, that's horseshit. It's not as simple as that. There's this whole messy middle, the, the being frustrated, the second guessing, the thinking that you're never going to get there, um, you know, wanting to quit, you know, having to deal with your own shit and deal with your issues and associations that pop up along the way and dealing with other people's stuff. You know, that's getting in the way, dealing with life, smacking you in the face, left, right, and center. So just kind of get used to it. Buckle up, settle in, you know, keep on driving, keep on driving. Um, We're all on that road to reach that finally and forever, that finally and forever, you know, destination. That's where you want to reach your goal, weight, and like move on with the rest of your life. You're on the road, you know, you're going to hit roadblocks and detours, and you're purposely going to take some time and go sightseeing. And it's just kind of how it is. And it's all normal to the program and to the process. So a lot of people still talking about being frustrated. I'm not having that conversation anymore. I know you're frustrated. You're allowed to be frustrated, but we don't want to fester in it. A lot of times um, when people are frustrated, they're just frustrated that they're here. Frustrated that they've already put so much time and energy and money into weight loss and here they are again. Frustrated that they've lost it before, gained it all back. Frustrated that they can't eat the things that they want to eat and see all this change at the same time. Just fucking frustrated for whatever effing reason. And I recognize that and you need to recognize that, but please do not let it take you out of the game because it's so easy just to stay festered in your funk and it just keeps you stuck. It's not very progressive. It's not forward moving. It literally keeps you stuck with your old habits and your old beliefs and all of those things. Life is going to challenge you because this is a big thing that you're looking to do. You're in the pursuit of change. You're going to notice your body changing and you're going to need to make change in order to see the change, right? So the whole thing gets really freaking messy. You just got to kind of embrace that and just show up every day. As long as you keep showing up and doing your best, honestly, you cannot mess it up. Which reminds me, today we posted my favorite post in the group, the words of encouragement. This is where we ask our returning members to share um, tidbits from their journey, words of wisdom and such. Every single member who's come before you has had the same concerns, wanted to quit, same frustrations, like all of it. We've had probably close to 100,000 members go through the program at this point. Um, so many good tidbits in that Words of Wisdom post already. If you're a returning member, please add your voice. And if you are a new member and you're hanging on by the skin of your te- teeth or whenever you hit those moments where you're ready to bail and you want to quit, like pop into that words of encouragement post, read it over, man. There's some good stuff. This is, we're all about real and real conversations around here. As you might've noticed, I don't sugarcoat things. I tell you the things that you need to know, not the things you want to know. You know, sometimes, um, we, we break it down and we get real because we need it to resonate. We need it to resonate. We want every single person who starts this program to finish at the end. Um, so week three, um, load those questions up. Let's get right to them. Week three is all about consistency to the 
point of boredom. A lot of you are already noticing that you're just so bored. Oh my God, I'm so bored. Good, good, good. That means that you're being consistent. And if you're not bored, that's okay too. We always have people like, I love this. I could do it forever, but you're not going to do it forever. So we want the body to settle down from the changes that you've made in the last few weeks. And then moving forward next week, we're actually going to start messing with the food plan, making changes and messing with those portions. So this week is also about mindfulness. My favorite week. Four questions. The four questions are in the week three guidelines. These are questions that you ask yourself before you eat, while you're eating, when you're done, and 15 minutes later to try to assess how you are feeling when it comes to those portions. Moving forward, portions are always what they feel like, never about what they look like. So meaning one day you might need one egg to feel satisfied, the next day three eggs to feel satisfied. We want to get out of our heads and into our belly. So that mind-body connection is real. We're going to spend a lot of time working on strengthening that. So you are so in tune to your body. It tells you when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat. You don't even have to think about it. Because of course, it's not something you can count and weigh and measure, which reminds me, I know there are some of you who are still counting, weighing, and measuring. Stop doing it. You don't need to do it and it's only going to mess it up. Now, if you're reading over these four questions, you're like, I don't get it. Like, what is this? This is the number one week people circle back around and they're like, I wish I would have taken that week more seriously. Should I go back and do the week? And people always ask as we progress because one week leads into the next, leads into the next, leads into the next. You don't want to go backwards. You don't want to repeat steps. That just talk about messy. That gets messy. You want to keep it moving forward. So make sure you're all in this week asking yourself those four questions. If you're a returning member, get on this. Work it, work it, work it, work it, work it, work it, work it. Remember, out of your head, into your belly, work on straight that mind-body connection. All right, let's get into this today. Oh, what else we got? Rebecca, one of our program specialists who's now works in our learning and training department, did this great video just explaining how she breaks down the four questions. So if you're, you want a little bit more, you know, extra tidbits on that, that's a great video to check out. All right, let's get into this. Um, ba -ba, ba -da 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 -da. I don't know. Hi, Shauna. I don't know what it is, but I'm not feeling frustrated at all when I don't see the scale go down or it goes up. This is the first time I've been on a program where I've had this magical mind shift and focused on moving forward and showing up. I love this. Do you know why? Because I think also if you're reading the posts, like really reading them, uh, you know, they're all there for a rhyme and a reason. And, you know, when you read over the scale posts and you see the visuals, plus what other people are saying and you're kind of just showing up, it makes sense. Like it's normal for the scale to go up before it goes down. In fact, you want to kind of see it go up if you're doing all the things because that can be a sign that it's about to go down and then once it drops the body retains water to keep it keep it dropping so that'll have your the scale going back up again so if you see that first drop the scale goes back up that's your sign to drink more water stay on top of your water you know you want plateaus plateaus you want them you need them plateaus are your body adjusting to the weight that you've lost so it's kind of comforting you know what I mean when you know what you're dealing with and this is why so many people are frustrated about this scale. I'm doing everything, but the scale is up. Okay. Yeah. Yay. It's supposed to be. I lost one pound. I gained it back. No, you didn't. That means your body's still focused on fat loss. I'm on a plateau. It's lasting forever. Good. Great. That's your body working hard to make change. You know what I mean? So it's all about your mindset and the point of view when you're showing up. And this is why like festering your funk, like we want to fester in our funk because we're fucking pissed off that we have to work at weight loss again. It's taking so long. It's so much time. Like, you know what I mean? I get it. I get it. But we want to feel the feels. The problem is sometimes our feels just keep us stuck and really stop us and sabotage us from really moving forward. So if you really embrace it, like if you're noticing the things happening that we say were going to happen, great. It probably means you're showing up and doing the work. If you are dealing with a lot of emotions with this, great. Cause you have to work through those emotions in order to get to a place where you're going to be calm about your food choices. Cause that's where we want physically lose your weight, but mentally lose it in a way that you're, you're calm about your food choices. You're in tune to your body's needs. You know what I mean? So there's a lot to that. So the, I think when you, when you set out to reach a goal as big as the finally and forever goal, and a lot of people put other goals on top of that. When I lose my weight, I'm going to this, I'm going to that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Then the universe is going to throw at you everything that you're going to need to work through to successfully reach your goals, right? And so a lot of people just want it to be so simple. And the diet industry has made it seem like it's so simple. You know, all those quick fixes that you've been doing for 20 years that haven't actually fixed anything and just made the whole situation worse. So I think personally that, you know, 
know, if you're coming to this group and you see all this information or you see that the real conversations, I'm hoping that you'll see it's, it's different. Like I'm not promising you, promising you the world. I'm not doing that. I'll tell you everything that you need to do to maximize your efforts to reach your weight loss goals, which there's no reason why you can't. There is zero science out there to say that it's impossible for anyone to lose weight. There's no science. You can't find it. There's lots of science out there to talk about how it can be hard if you have this or hard if you have this or hard if you have that. But at the end of the day, regardless of all the things, the health issues or whatever that you think is making this process harder for you, the body doesn't want this fat any more than you do. So it's just a matter of giving it the resources, the time, the platform, the attention it needs, and for you to have the wherewithal to continue to show up for as long as it takes. That's a big issue with a lot of people is to continue to put the time in. Like I know we have the January group signing up, for example. So sign up today if you're interested. And honestly, don't forget to sign yourself up. You would be surprised how many members tell their friends and their family and then forget to get signed up and then don't end up getting in. But people asking like, is it, you know, is it okay to do two groups in a row? Should I take a break? I mean, I don't know why you'd want to take a break. Like weight loss is based on momentum. You're focused on it. You know what I mean? Keep working to like basically taking it. You're on the road. So you do this program. It's going to get you so far. Do the next program. It's going to get you so far. Do the next program. going to get you so far. Some people will do this one program and they're already get there and which is a benefit to sign up again for the sake of uh, maintenance, which we'll go over. Um, but we're not trying to understand, like we're not trying to get a money grab here. We sell out every time. There is no shortage of members for us. So it's only a benefit for you to continue to do the program, to continue to have the support, to, 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 to keep repeating the process, to help you level up. Like you're on the road. So you can do this program and decide to just stay where you're at. Nothing wrong with that, right? And then get back on and we're ready to work out more, work out more, and then you can take another break. It really is up to you. It's up to you, the time frame that you take to help work towards your family and forever goals. Because I know when you pick the start date and the end date. So I like three months because it's like digestible little bits, you know? Um, but you can totally do that. Good morning. Oh no, I'm sneezing and feeling all stuffed up. Susan, no. Um, uh, I hope Suzanne, I hope it has nothing to do with going to the Scotiabank arena on Saturday night, 30,000 people, most without masks. It's more than likely with my allergies. Yeah. Listen, um, you know, COVID is obviously still around for sure. Um, my son was out, his friends got it. We're all taking tests. We're doing all of that. Um, thank goodness. It doesn't seem to be as, you know, as detrimental as it was in the beginning. So it's definitely evolving. Um, you know, whether you whether you get a cold or not follow that sickness protocol whether it's covid sorry or not covid sickness protocol same same take care of yourself prioritize your health lots of liquids i find what happens is that you know we're, we want to go back to our normal lives when our body's like yo like i could really use some extra time here you know drink a little bit more water have a little bit more chicken soup spend some time in your bed sickness protocol regardless of sickness physical sickness also meant like mental emotional sickness like if you're feeling really emotional you're just not having a great day um, whatever it is that you're not feeling so hot it's affecting your energy it's affecting your appetite bust out that sickness protocol man you can keep things nice and light and really just take some time for yourself although we just want to show up and do the things that we need to do like a lot of people will be like come hell or high water I'm gonna follow everything that I need to do when what they really should do is just be prioritizing their health and really just taking some downtime you know keeping their food choices nice and light that kind of thing so that sickness protocol is there for you Hi, Christine. Non-scale victory. I finally finished the whole box of leafy greens before it went bad. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing. My goodness. Um, lower grocery bills and better organized fridge too. Loving the program. Same three pounds up and down, but in it for finally and forever. Okay, so the, the same three pounds up and down, up and down, up and down. That's usually the body trying to detox, right? Trying to focus on fat loss, bump up the water a bit. That's, that's like a sign. 9.9 times out of 10 bump up the water a bit and that gets that scale moving um so i love that so lower grocery bill too because i know when people see the foods that you're going to be consuming um people are like wow man this this is not it's not cheap and man groceries are so expensive i bought grapes the other day they were like ten dollars i was like what the hell is happening i'm buying seasonal fr fruits and vegetables that can really help um and this is where you want the squashes and the sweet potatoes and all those root veggies and stuff like that this is the time for them you could probably feel it if you missed it we did a seasonal tweaks post as we roll from summer into fall um in the summertime you're buying 
body works like an air conditioner trying to keep you nice and cool so it craves foods that are easy to break down like fruits and fruits fruits that replenish your glycogen stores without a lot of work and keep you cool like salads and cucumbers so this is where speaking of greens you might want to get some spinach or kale and saute it as opposed to having like cold salads and incorporating those like you know add some greens into a chili that kind of thing but it's really important that you're in tune you give your body those kinds of foods that it is craving this time of year those heavier stuff better to have obviously at lunchtime than dinner but still important to have nonetheless so I love that you're in tune to that. Hi, Alana. Good morning. Happy to be able to join my first live. Hello. Hi. Uh, I've been listening on the podcast so far. This is my first program and I'm loving it. And what I'm hearing about my body, like the fact that nightshades are a challenge for me. I wouldn't have recognized this before. Not frustrated, focused and ready for the messy middle. Okay. Food sensitivities. So this is one of the things like when, before you did the program and your body's feeling you need to store fat, it keeps you in reserve mode and you probably just felt, ugh all the time. And you'll notice around here very quickly, um, the program becomes less about weight loss and just more about really feeling really good. And we'll have a lot of people say, I've never, I've felt better than I have in my entire life. So you actually get a sense of feeling good and in tune to your body's needs. And when we're very disconnected, our body stops telling us when you stop listening, you know, when you stop eating, when you're hungry and sleeping, when you're tired and drinking, when you're thirsty and just completely just disconnecting and not paying attention, your body stops talking to you. And this is why paying attention and being in tune and asking those four questions going to get the body talking to you again, which is really cool. Um, it's a great idea to keep track, keep track of the foods that you're consuming and how you're feeling because you can pick up on some food sensitivities, foods that you're eating before that maybe weren't feel, making you feel so hot that now you can actually recognize when you go from feeling well and you eat something and it makes you feel off. So, so it's not that the program gives you food sensitivities is that you're actually aware and able to tune into the foods that you're eating that could be causing problems with you. Also the program puts a massive focus on digestion. And so the fruits, the vegetables, the leafy greens, a lot of people are like, I can't eat these. These are very hard for me. I get gassy and bloating. It's not that you can't eat them. The problem is you still need to eat them, but you need to focus on strengthening your digestive system. So this is where probiotic, prebiotic, digestive bitters. If you haven't seen it yet, great conversation with Dr. Paul going over and talking about the benefits of those things that can really be beneficial for sure. Um, ba, ba, ba. Focused and ready for the messy middle. Yeah, the messy middle is a real thing. Like I said, the messy middle. So at the beginning of the program, everyone's hyped and they're jacked and they're like, "Woo, I'm ready, right? And then like the monotony of that, like it gets monotonous after that and you fall on the food plan. This is where we're going to start making changes to it. So this is why I'm really excited about where we're at because we haven't even tried to lose weight yet. We haven't even tried to lose weight yet. We're going to try starting to lose weight next week. This is the setup for that, being in tune so you know how to do that. So be all in with those questions. And yes, I know a lot of you already losing weight. Isn't that great? This is your body taking the resources and focusing and getting what it needs and focusing on releasing fat and no longer needs. Those of you who the scale isn't moving, you have to trust that your body is repairing and rebuilding and regenerating and rejuvenating, taking those resources to get your body functioning at a level that you're going to need it to work at. And then the people who lose in the beginning, they're going to go on a plateau. People who didn't lose in the beginning, they're going to start to lose. And you guys are just going to switch off basically the whole entire time the whole entire time. Where did I see that? Maureen. Good morning. Need to share. My mom passed away peacefully in her sleep this morning at 3 a.m. Aw, sending you love. She was 87 years old and wanted to go for the past month. I'm happy for her. My issue now is dealing with a not-so-nice sister, unfortunately. I have knots in my stomach and fear stress will affect my journey, so I decided I'm going to continue sticking 100% to the food plan and my nightly Epsom salt baths. Peter and I are going to stay focused. I signed up for the winter program today. Aw, Maureen, you're bringing a tear to my eye. Um, uh, this is very sad to hear, although I know you're happy for your mom. Hopefully she lived an amazing life. Um, you know, it's not when... It's not when life is sunshine and rainbows. That's not when we need to show up for ourselves. And, you know, it's times like this. And we have been made to feel so guilt-ridden whenever we prioritize ourselves in our life. Um, everybody should be selfish. You know, if everyone just took care of themselves, it would mean that people didn't have to come and take care of us. And so I'm a big fan of really kind of prioritizing yourself and really focusing on yourself, especially in times of need. Um, I've had many people reach out to me, especially behind the scenes, um, one woman in particular, um, she was doing the program 
And she reached out to me afterwards and she thanked me because her husband had just died a couple of days before and just showing up and having something to focus on, which was herself just made her like help her get out of bed in the morning, help her to continue to make choices that make her feel good, you know, and then the end, she's like, it's the best thing I could have done for myself. And I, and I, and bonus, I lost weight. Like it's not even, it's, this isn't even about weight loss. You know, if you do all the things, weight loss is really the side effect of like, you know, giving your body what it needs and being in tune to your body's needs and your body doesn't need that fat, you know, so it is a benefit. You know, a lot of times people feel like, oh my God, you're focusing on a weight loss program and this happened, but this, it's so much bigger than just a weight loss program. It really is about showing up for yourself in your own life and, you know, doing that day by day by day. I remember my son was in the hospital um, a couple programs ago where literally I was going live from the hospital. Um, he was in there for quite a while and um, I just wanted to drink wine and I wanted to just not eat. And when I had to go to the hospital, it was during COVID, obviously. And if I had a sniffle, if I my eyes were runny, if I was run down in the slightest, it was at Sick Kids in Toronto, um, bless them, and they wouldn't let me in the door. They wouldn't let me in the door. So I kind of had had to take care of myself, and I would make sure I would bring snacks, or I would go down to the cafeteria, and I would eat, and I would force myself to drink. I didn't want to eat, didn't want to drink the water, none of those things. But I forced myself to do it because I knew that I needed to do it. Not only was it the best thing for my son because I needed to be there for him, but it was the best thing for myself. When I just felt inclined to shut her down and just be so upset about it, and literally I just wanted to drink wine and lie in bed and like not do anything about anything, you know. Um, so it's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, but you won't, you know. The, also, the the amazing thing is we have this really amazing supportive community and a whole team of people here who just want to see you, you know, do well, live your best life. We were talking about this the other day. Um, you know, when when people pass. Life is short, man. It goes by so fast. And don't we all just want to every now and then say, I'm just going to live my best life and I want to make the most of my time here. And then time just goes by and we feel like garbage and we're just mentally just not having fun. And it's just, you know, it's these times like this where you got to stop and assess your situation. And, you know, like you want to make the most of the time that you have left. And I'm sure your mom would want you to make the most of the time you have left and to do the best to take care of yourself too. So I'm sending you lots of love, lots of kisses, lots of all the feels. I'm sure you're feeling all the feels today. So we're here for you. Um, and, and I love that you shared this too, like you're owning it and whether you're sharing about your intention to drink water or your intention just to show up for yourself, owning it is like, is owning is such a big part of it because you're bringing it from the inside to the outside. Like you're saying it out loud, you're reinforcing it. And then on top of that, when you, when you really like show up and you're proud of yourself, congratulating yourself, cheering yourself on, like we know this helps support like new habits. This helps support the changes that you're making. It helps you to continue to show up and stay focused on making these changes and stay focused on yourself. So it is really important not only to be selfish in this process, but also simultaneously be your biggest cheerleader with this program for sure or a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Any goal that you're honestly trying to, trying to reach in life. So I'm sending love to you and Peter. Uh, so I have a question. Hi, Emanuela. Sometimes when my routine is off, I use timers to get in all my meals and snacks. What happens sometimes is I end up having my fruit snack fairly close to lunch. So when I ask myself the four questions, I find it difficult to gauge satisfaction. Um, what I really want is a full meal. Any tips in these situations? So yeah, that's interesting. Because if you're really hungry, 
then you want to eat to satisfaction. So if you're having fruit, you want to have more fruit in order to feel satisfied from that fruit. You know, like you should always deal in the moment and not, so then if you, if you are satisfied, so if you're really hungry, chances are your, your glycogen levels are dropping. So you want to replenish those. So this is why we're, it's a meal or a snack. You want to eat to satisfaction. And so because uh, fruits are low, high in sugar, they'll replenish your glycogen stores pretty quick. So it's not like you have to eat a, a lunch size, like fruit snack. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because the sugar in that could be higher than what you would have in your actual, to replenish your carbohydrates could be end up higher than that. What you have in your whole meal at lunch, depending on your choices. So always, always, always in the moment, eat to satisfaction, no matter what that meal or snack is. And so you want to eat your fruit snack, eat it till you feel satisfied. So that means going into lunch. I mean, you might not all be all that hungry. So you might end up just having a few token bites of your lunch. And so the thing is, remember when it comes to these larger meals, larger breakfast, larger lunch, larger dinner, the body doesn't need more food at other times than it does others. It, do you know what I mean? That like the, the concept of sitting down to a bigger meal is a social thing. It's not like the body's like, oh, yeah, 12 o'clock. I need to eat more food now at this sitting than I need to eat all day long. And so we're also sort of dealing with social structures, right? things that we've come to kind of like just do socially around food, which is have a bigger lunch, a sit down dinner. Like no one really needs a big sit down dinner at night. You've eaten enough throughout the day. Your body's like, man, I'm ready for bed. Like what, why are you eating this huge meal? I'm not even going to be active after dinner. So this is just stuff that we've created socially. There's, there's just no scientific reason why you need to eat more food at certain times of day. So when it comes to your snack in the moment, I would eat to feel satisfied. And then if you, if your lunch is half hour later, then I would just eat a few token bites. Um, and then you could always take, you know, your vegetables from that snack, vegetables from dinner and your leftovers or whatever, have it for your snack if you wanted to, right? Um, so maybe focus on your vegetables or your protein. And if you have a little salad, you can, you know, switch that over to your, to your, your veg snack, but always, always, always eat to satisfaction in the moment. We don't want to eat less. So we're hungrier for our next meal or snack. And we don't want to eat more to try to have it last us longer. Always eat to satisfaction in the moment. That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, Non-scale victory. Cleaned out my closet and threw out a huge ass bag of clothes. Really needed this after a crappy weekend of eating. Geared me up to get back on track today. Yeah. I'm a massive fan of getting rid of your clothes, your big clothes. You, if this is really your finally and forever and you have, you're, we're going to give you all the tools. It's not a magic pill. The way you're definitely losing weight is definitely going to make it a lot easier to maintain it. A big part of that is the mental being in tune to your body's needs, you know, that mind body connection moving forward. Um, but I, I'm a big fan of getting rid of the, the big clothes. Like I know we all keep them, but what are you keeping them for? Just in case it doesn't work, which you don't have to get rid of them today. If you're still not sure, <laughs> that's fine. But I think, you know, hanging on to them kind of sends a message to yourself that you're not so sure. You know what I mean? You might go back there, that kind of thing. It's like, I don't know, it's not the same as, you know, um, you know, other maybe addictions that we have and, and keeping them there just in case we might need them later, you know. Um, but it's a great idea to donate your clothes. There's a lot of great organizations um, that, you know, not just like Value Village or, or whatever, who just kind of repurpose and resell, but a lot of great, like if you have a really nice wardrobe, there's a, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of organizations that help give people like work wardrobes to get back into the workforce who may not be able to afford those clothes and such. So there's some real good feel good things you can do about those clothes. Um, but, and if you have clothes that don't fit you, pull them out sooner than later. Cause chances are they're going to, they're going to fit you sooner rather than later. Cause 20 pounds lost on this program is going to be like 40 pounds lost on any other program. So that happens a lot as well. I love non-scale victories. If you're not keeping track, we did a great post on them last week. Non-scale victories are all the other amazing things that you can experience besides, besides the weight moving on the scale, feeling better, sleeping better, pooping better, clothes fitting better, all of it. There's so many good ones out there. Let's scroll down. Gina, can you please explain how I was down two pounds, two pounds yesterday and those two pounds showed up again this morning? I know it's not real weight. I would just like to understand. Okay. So this is what I mean by really, really reading. Like I explain it to death in the scale post, right? And this is why. So when prep week is a busy week, there's a lot of information being thrown at you. So I really would suggest, first of all, if you haven't bought the book yet, go back and buy the book. Because if you haven't got the book, 
or, or you can use the app. You can also go back and search in the app because if you're just kind of, so you read, there's so much information that we're posting in the group and those guides. And if you're not going back to review it, you're really missing out because you want to know what's happening on the scale where you're at now. So like the first week of prep week, when we were talking about the scale, you know, you might not have been dropping on the scale. So you might not have paid attention to that scale post, right? So it's very simple. Once you release fat, your body retains water to continue focusing on losing more fat. Your body needs water to detox and release the fat out. It comes out when you pee, when you poo, when you breathe, and when you sweat. So you need to be properly hydrated. It's like your menstrual cycle. So those of you who get your menstrual cycle every month, so you're going along, you just, you know, live in your life. Then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, you're bloated, right? And you're like, what the fuck is going on? What happened to my body, right? The body is naturally retaining the water. And the reason why so many people with PMS, like they bloat right up and have such effects because they're dehydrated. You'll hear a lot of people talk about how they're getting their menstrual cycle and they didn't even know it was coming. Oh my goodness, I got my period today. I didn't even have any PMS symptoms because you're staying hydrated, right? You're not, you're not craving carbs and sugar. And you're not eating those because you're properly hydrated. So just like PMS, your body's retaining water, which your weight will go up. And then you have that. And sometimes you're constipated as well. And then when that flow hits, you get those loose bowel movements, right? And then, and then, and then what are your two best day looking, looking, feeling days, like a couple days after your menstrual cycle is done, right? Your weight drops all the way back down and you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. Um, so that the detox of this process is exactly the same. So it's just, you drop that weight, the scale goes back up because the body's just retaining water because it's, it's trying to continue continue to drop the scale. The problem is, is that when you're in detox, water's not appealing and people will go from drinking the water to try to get the scale to move. And then they stop drinking the water because it's not as appealing when you're in detox. Kind of the body's like, no, don't drink more water. I'm going to have to stay, you know, focused on getting rid of this fat. Um, so that's the problem. And then people get upset because the scale goes back and they think, oh my God, I've gained the weight back, which is, this is why you can't let it fuck with your head. You need to understand what you're dealing with, right? So they see that scale go up and they're like, oh, what's the point of this? I lost weight. I gained it all back in one day. So then they don't do anything and they go off plan at the very time that they worked so hard for to get that scale to move. So not only is it normal for the scale to go up after it drops, if it does, it is a sign that you need to get your ass drinking that water because you want to keep it there. So we have a great post coming out called Supporting the Body in Detox, which talks about this. Once that scale starts to move, you want to assume no matter what happens on the scale, you want to assume that it is still dropping for the next three or four days. So you want to be super consistent. You want to drink the water. You want to try to get to bed early. You want to be mindful of your food choices. You want to ask those four questions and be in tune to those portions, right? You want to work it, work it, work it, work it. Cause you work so hard to get the body to focus on fat loss. And now that it's there and doing it, you want to keep it there. You want to keep it there. So the same reason why the scale goes up before it drops as well is because the body is trying to retain water in order to start the detox process. But really the, in reality, the the main reason it goes up after it drops is because people stop drinking water because three signs you're headed into detox. So you're doing all the things you've, you've eaten all the meals and snacks. You've made them nutrient rich. You've eaten satisfaction and you're really hungry going into the evening sign of detox. Waking up in the middle of the night, sign of detox. Water all of a sudden not being appealing, sign of detox. So these, in knowing those three things, this is where you want to pay attention to that. Not, oh my God, I'm so hungry tonight. What can I eat? Okay, so I ate all my meals and snacks today. How am I feeling? Do I feel a little bloated? Do I feel a little off? Okay, maybe I'm going into detox. Go to sleep. Did you wake up three o'clock in the morning? Yes, I did. Okay, chances are I'm heading into detox. How's the water today? Not appealing. Like last couple of days, I could down this sucker. Today, I'm just, it's not appealing. Ding, 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 ding. This is why you want to be tracking either in the app or on your journal because your, your body will tell you your body lets you know where it's at what it's focused on and that's the beauty of it so if you let it freaky no i'm not and this is a great question i'm not saying you but if when people let it freak them out what's happening on the scale they're missing out they're missing out so normal for it to go up before it drops um normal once it does start to drop for it to go back up again and then and then stay up there sometimes and then you'll see a drop so people will be like oh the weight goes up it goes down went back up they'll stay there for a week and then all of a sudden they'll lose four pounds in one day. You didn't lose four pounds in one day. Your body started dropping probably four days ago. It went back up and then it was on a plateau because it, it was retaining water, retaining water, retaining water because your weight can be up while it's on the way down. So this is a lot of assessing your situation, you know? So this is why it's really important to really understand what you're dealing with because it's so easy to let what's happening, what should be happening, what's normal to be happening on the scale, totally throw you off, totally throw you off and then get you so frustrated about it, right? So, so this is why we always talk about what weight loss looks like 
on the scale and feels like to you. You want to understand what weight loss looks like and feels like specifically to you. Everyone's a little different. Some people get really strong detox symptoms. Some people don't get any. Um, some people get, you know, strong in, the be- strong in the beginning and none at the end or none in the beginning, strong at the end. Some people drop in little tiny bits and they have little tiny plateaus. Some people drop in big chunks and then have long ass plateaus and then anywhere in between. So everyone is a little different. And this is where you want to really recognize what is normal for you. And so you'll hear a lot of our returning members be like, ah, oh, scales up today. Feel like shit. Woo! Excited. You know what I mean? And if you're a new member, you might be like, what is, what is so weird? What's happening? Because people know their patterns. And then also this is sort of where it becomes problematic. Where you hear from our returning members when we talk about fresh eyes is because their body, the first time they did the program had a certain pattern, but now their body has changed. And then when repeating the program, they have to kind of get a handle on what weight loss looks like and feels like now based on where their bodies are at. So this is where managing expectations can be hard. Sometimes people lost in their first group right away, right? And then they go into the second group, they haven't lost right away. So they're like, oh my God, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. Just your body's responding differently because you're bringing a whole new body to the table. So really understanding those fluctuations can be your ticket to not only keep you motivated, but to, to crush the program and really maximize it and really understand where your body is at and what you need to do to help support that. So love that question. Great question. Because I know it's like, also, then you got to throw in, <laughs> then you got to throw in there all the reasons your weight can be up, right? That have nothing to do with any of that. You salty food, hard to digest food, your body being sore. So for example, your weight starts to drop and you think, okay, I'm going to maximize my efforts. I'm going to do a workout today, which is great. Love that. And then you, then you get up the next day and your weight is up probably because your body is sore and your body's now retaining water because you're detoxing and retaining water because you're sore. Now, is that a reason to not exercise? No. Is the exercise a benefit? Yes. Is it going to mess with your mind that the scale is up? Absolutely. you know, um, or salty food, same thing, weight is up, you know, didn't get a great sleep last night because you're up peeing all night because you're in detox, that can have your weight up while it's simultaneously down. And this is why on the weekends, you'll get some people who on Monday will be like, oh my God, I ate my face off, why is my weight down today? Well, because weight loss is based on momentum, the, the, the things you're doing the days leading up, and it's really hard to mess with that. This is why you never let like one meal or snack like throw you off, like do the best you can to stick to your pro, to, to what you need to do, and then any extras are extras. Because the force is strong when the body's heading into detox, right? It's going to do it anyway. Um, but if you give it the resources that it needs to stay in detox, the, obviously the more you're going to maximize seeing those numbers on the scale. Oh, great, 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 great question. Hi, Gina. Hi, Sarah. Shift worker here. I love the extra things you have here for us shift workers. Sometimes while I'm working, I get forced to stay longer. I hadn't planned on it. So if all my meals and snacks are done for the day, what's the best thing to add after dinner? Protein, veg, or nuts? Always seem to need more. Okay, so first of all, make sure you're drinking enough water. Because if you're on shift, I know shift workers have a harder time getting that water in. So if if it's carb and sugar based and you've eaten, you know, you've added in the bonus snacks, you extended, because that's enough food for like 24 hours. Um, if you, you, you could split up your meals and snacks if you know you're going to stay longer, but this sounds like you're, you're kind of being hit with, oh, hey, can you stay an extra three hours or pick up another shift afterwards? So it could be dehydration if you're specifically craving carbs and sugar. It also depends on the time. Like, so if you are... If you, if you did a 24 hour shift and say it's like four o'clock in the morning and you're supposed to go home, they've asked you to stay till eight, right? And then, you know, when you get home, you're going straight to bed, then you might not need to eat. Do you know what I mean? And also just because you're doing that 24 hour shift, you may get extra hungry heading into bedtime, even though your bedtime is in the morning. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of have to kind of, kind of gauge that. And kind of, so, so if you are going to bed in the next three or four hours, I would probably kind of hold off from eating anything. If you, if that's 24 hour shift, just depends. I got so many questions. You know what you can do is you can lay out your hours that you're working. And is it, is it during the day? Is it during the evening? When is it? Is it a 24 hour shift or is it just that you packed, you packed your food for the day and then you're working into the night? So if that's the case, so say you work um, nine to five, and right, you brought your food for the day, you eat your dinner, and then they ask you, or if maybe you're not eating your dinner, which you should maybe start eating your dinner, just bringing your dinner just in case, um, and then, or just eat dinner as soon as you get home, that's the case, like you can eat a little bit of dinner before, like if you, if you get home like at 11, like they've asked you to stay late, right, and then you get home at like 11 at night, and you're really hungry, we don't want you to go to bed hungry either, so just have some maybe a little bit of what you would have had for dinner, um, uh, at, like before you go to bed, obviously you would need a whole 
big meal because you're just literally going to sleep and that's going to interrupt your sleep. So there, there's a point where um, you don't want to go to bed hungry, but you also you don't want to go to bed with a big belly full of food either because your body has to focus on processing and digesting. It's actually going to wake you up. Just like eating breakfast breaks the fast, after your body starts winding down in the evening, as soon as it gets dark, it's producing melatonin and it's kind of winding you down. And then if you go eat later, you're just going to wake yourself up again. It's like breaking the fast already, but even though you haven't gone to sleep. So um, this depends. Anything you anything you can have on plan, another bonus snack, you know, if it's, it's sort of after, after dinner, then maybe some left from your dinner. Um, nothing too hard to digest. I wouldn't do nuts, especially if you're going to sleep because nuts are very hard to digest. Raw vegetables, very hard to digest. Um, so I maybe have some cooked veggies, that type of thing. Maybe some yogurt, something like that. Um, if you want to give me the particulars of what the timing would be like, so if only meals are done for the day, what's the best thing to add in after dinner? Protein, veg, or nuts? Not the nuts. I would say protein or veg, not the nuts. Nuts are too hard to digest. That's why we have them specifically at that four o'clock time. Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, hi, Brenda. I'm locked and loaded for January. I'm so excited about this week. This is the shit I'll need to deal with. Love you and your program. Oh, I'm happy to hear that you're enjoying it. Honestly, I'm here for it for sure. It's kind of fun. We talked about this the other day about this program. It's, it's not a punishment. You know what I mean? Like, we're not here to punish you. You're not here to punish yourself. Don't you just freaking want this weight gone and move on with the rest of your life? Like, that's what this is about. Like, you're tired of trying to lose weight. You're trying, tired of how you're trying to feel. Like, you want to be, want to be healthy. Do we not? We want to be healthy. We want to live our longest lives. We want to look our best. We want to feel our best. Like, we have to recognize quick fixes where we're starving ourselves, depriving ourselves, restricting nutrients from ourselves. That ain't making us feel good. It's not making us feel good. You know, it's, this is all about being in tune with your body prioritizing your needs and a lot of it is working through a lot of shit it's about it's working through a lot of shit your issues and associations and habits james clear atomic habits i you know i, I there's a couple of books that i like i like mel robbins five second rule I think that's a great book. Um, Gabby Bernstein wrote a good book. Um, what was it called? I can't remember. She's got a couple good ones. Um, I should I should have it in somewhere. I don't know where it is. Um, there's some great... Super Attractor. Super Attractor, yeah. There's some great... There's and James Clear. Um, he's all about habits. And it, it, those those three books work really well in line with the program. Um, even Gabby Bernstein's last book about working through traumas. That you know, because we tie so much into food and how we use food outside of nutritional value. So any kind of self-help books like that can be a real benefit because it's really about creating new habits. And especially when it comes to your brain, your brain is wired habitually. And a lot of us have a really negative dialogue, especially from being, I mean, that's the thing that that's so effed up about diets is one thing that they don't work, which, you know, yeah, those diet they do work for weight loss. They just don't work for helping you maintain your loss. That's the, the difference in this one. Um, but it's also that, that, that internal dialogue, this is what we call the messy middle, you know, is like working through your issues and associations and habits and then rewiring that, that negative self-talk into positive self-talk. Like feel like feel, fester in your funk for a second and, and call yourself fat and just, you know, you're just so gross and you're never going to do this and you always do failure and you gain the weight back and whatever. And blah, man, I just want to go to bed with a bottle of wine. Like, and we do these things to ourselves. When you get on the scale tomorrow, pay attention to the, what you say to yourself, pay attention, especially if the scale is the same or it's not moving. Pay attention and if you had someone standing beside you would you actually say those words to that person I mean a lot of times if you had a person following you around the shit that you say to yourself would you say it to someone else now be like you can do this you know what I mean you're amazing you can show up this shit's hard but you got what it takes you know you, you you're, you're you're hanging in there you're doing it you know just show up every day like this is forward moving you can feel those thoughts pulling you forward this shit just drags you down this is where a lot of people spend a lot of time with this process and then having the wherewithal paying attention paying attention to what's happening when you're processing your food in those four questions will have you paying attention to everything when you pay attention to yourself you're paying attention across the board physically mentally all of it and when you're aware this is where you can actually have those aha moments show up and make change that's a big part of this program is that part of it um good morning hi carol i really need to get my crap together on the weekends it is all on me i am not keeping myself on schedule i end up missing things especially my water this is just me calling myself out for kicking myself in the ass i love this I'm a big, no one has to kick me in the ass. You don't have to tell me I'm bitchy. I'll let you know. No one has to tell me I'm whiny. I'll let you know. No one has to tell me that I'm like this or that because I know, I know, I know. Sometimes I can't even stand myself, honestly. Sometimes <laughs> I can't even stand myself. We got to be the cheerleader. We got to give ourselves the pep talk and we got to sometimes kick ourselves in the ass in not a degrading way. 
you can do this. You got this. You can do hard things, you know? So, so also set yourself up for success. Take a look at your social calendars, right? Like if you got your best friend's wedding coming up on Saturday, don't say you're going to do everything and stick to the plan because you're not and nor do you want to. So take a look at those social calendars. We got Thanksgiving coming up on Monday, right? If you want to eat the stuffing, eat the damn stuffing. It's not going to stop you from reaching your goal. Why torture yourself the whole time you're at Thanksgiving? You don't need to. If you want to stay on on track by all means I love that but you don't need to that's the thing you can just get right back at it the next day so take a look at your social calendar and say to yourself what do I got coming up where do I know I'm going to want to make wiggle room to indulge and where do I know I can keep it together then set alarms for yourself um get yourself a nice fancy water bottle I got this beautiful sparkly thing fill it out and then I got and I just like add it to my my glass you know whatever you need to do to set yourself up for success set alarms set alarms that you know use your, your use your phone that say nice things to you you know uh, when you when you do the things sit down and journal and pat yourself on the back at the end of each day set your intentions like you did today you're kind of owning that you're recognizing what you keep doing that's not working for you so what you're saying here is when I when I indulge on in the weekend it's it's not working for me anymore whatever I'm choosing to indulge in is not giving me the payoff that I want to outweigh how crappy I feel whether it's physically or mentally it's not working for me anymore now this 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 doesn't mean that you're gonna get a perfect next time this this means that it's, you're recognizing that at this point it's, it's more important for you to reach your goals than to have those little indulgences that chances are aren't really doing much for you that's massive aha moment so then each time you brought awareness to this you owned it you put it in the group do you know what I'm saying and then next time next weekend you're gonna remember even on a subconscious level that you said this that you recognize it's not working for you anymore you know like you're gonna feel so much better if you do the things that you say you're going to do and make the choices that fall in line with reaching the goals you want to reach right it shit ain't easy though man it ain't easy I'm finally on my bike man I'm back on my bike. I feel like a fucking rock star. It's been like two days. <laughs> I can't wait to get back on it today. The other day I got on my bike. I don't know if you heard me talking about it. 10 minutes. I did it for 10 minutes. I walked uh, for the last month. I have been like every day, eh, Tony? Complaining. I feel tired. Got to work out every fucking day. Tony, so tired of listening to me every night. Got to get on. Got to get on. What's wrong? Got to get on my bike. 10 minutes. I walked out. I was a freaking rock star. I was like... I'm back, bitches! I just was so proud of myself that I got my butt on my bike for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. That's it. I felt amazing. So I grabbed onto that. I celebrated that. I'm like, I am a rock star. The next day, got my gear on. I'm going back. I'm going to be a rock star again. Did my workout. Crushed it. This time, I did a half an hour. Crushed it. Feel amazing. Cannot wait to get back on it today. Cannot wait to get back on it today. You know, and, and this took me a month to get my ass back on that bike. And all it took me was like me being really proud of the fact that I got on it. It wasn't about physically how I felt. It was the fact that I finally did what I said I was going to do. Took me forever, but I'm back, bitches. You know what I mean? So this is a big part of that is really owning it. It is all on you. This reminds me of a conversation that we had on the weekend. So a member um, mentioned that they're really struggling and ready to quit. And I said to them, quit. I said to them, quit then, you know, like you have all the resources you need here. We are here to support you if you stick around, but quit. Sometimes you got to get real, real with you. And a lot of other members chimed in and they were not happy with the way I responded to the women. I actually took some time. It was a very small sentence. And I was like, how am I going to respond to this? Cause here's a person who is on the verge. Here's a person like the right thing said at the right time can mean all the difference from someone really quitting and someone sticking around, you know? And I was like, how am I going to handle this? And I sort of felt at the moment, because this is what I do, sometimes people just need it in their face. Like, if, if you're on the verge of quitting, I say to you, then quit. Quit. Allow yourself to go there. What's it going to feel like if you quit? Do you really want to quit? And if you do quit, then what? Because a lot of times we hold on to this feeling. I don't want to do this. It's hard. I'm frustrated. I'm about to quit. We stay stuck there because that, that's what we know. But it's not really what we want. It's not really what we want. And so I had a couple of members tell me I was mean and I was this and whatever. I've since kicked them out of the group because I'm not into that because I got to be able to say the things that I need to say. But sometimes that's what people need to hear. They not, the, the kick in the butt for lack of a better word. That, that, that thing that sparks you to say, no, wait, no, wait a minute. 
can do this. I'm going to do this. So sometimes it's not all the, sometimes it's not, it's not the, you know, you can do it and whatever. Sometimes it's like, get your shit together, girl. Come on now. Like sometimes that's your pep talk. So whatever works for you, whatever resonates for you may be different from someone else. Sometimes you need that kick in the ass and that's a motivator. Sometimes you need that kind of gentle nudge. Sometimes you need a little bit more support, right? But it's your job to give it to yourself. People show up and they always want to be held accountable until you hold them accountable. The only person in the reality is that is holding you accountable is you at the end of the day. You got to hold your own ass accountable because you're the one who's got to show up, bust through all the shit in your life, the noise and the chatter and the obstacles and whatever. You're the one who's got to sit in that traffic jam. You're the one who's got to drive that detour. You know, you're the one who's got to keep moving forward at the end of the day. You know, that's what it's all about. So I love this, Carol. I love this. And no doubt, like you're going to you're gonna, and you're gonna string your weekends together and it's gonna get easier and easier and easier. You wanna know why? Because you're gonna start to see those results and you're gonna start feeling better and better. And the things that you're gonna say to yourself are gonna keep you motivated, you know? Which reminds me, that kick in the ass isn't to, it's not to degrade yourself and say mean things. It's to be like, motivate yourself in the way that you know you need to be motivated, whatever that may be. I'm a kick myself in the ass kind of girl. I'm that, the kind words don't really do much for me. I'm like, come on, Gina, get, put your big girl panties on, get your ass in gear, let's go. Enough is enough enough is enough that's more me that's real motivating for me the it's okay la, la, la. that's not my jam for some people it is you got to find what works for you it's almost like I already started eating with mindfulness I have slowly started portion control and my body is telling me to stop eating okay I love this Sandra can we please 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 get rid of the word portion control though let's the word control and moderation have no business being attached to food whatsoever. So let's, the number, the number one rule of mindfulness is we, we ain't trying to control anything. I love where you're going with this, but get rid of that word control in tune, in tune. It's like I have slowly started to be in tune and my body is telling me to stop. Totally different vibe and energy. Control, restrictive, ah icky. No one needs to control nothing. That's the beauty of your body and the mind-body connection. So yes, you have hit the nail on the head. In being consistent, if you are consistently following the food plan, you will notice without having to mess with your portions, they've naturally gotten smaller. And by paying attention to the choices you need to make, you're probably noticing your body's letting you know when you've had enough to the point where some people are like, I can't even eat the same amount of lunch I used to pack before. I'm like, yeah, eat less. This is why portions are always about what they feel like, not about what they look like, because to take it a step further, you also want to pick up on the fact that your body's needs change day to day to day. So one size serving of lunch one day is you might need more or less the next day. So this is all about being in tune to that. And then yes, asking those four questions is going to help you get even more in tune to that. And you're going to notice that your portions will naturally start declining without you having to do it. This is why counting, weighing, and measuring is so problematic if you're still doing it because the whole program is based on being in tune to your body's needs, especially when it comes to portions. So if you're manually doing it by counting, weighing, measuring, you're never going to get that mind-body connection. You're going to miss out and you're going to wonder why all these other people are doing this without counting, weighing, measuring, and you're just stuck and you can't figure it out because you're counting and weighing and measuring or you're trying to control. And that's not how it works when it comes to this program, this process, which is really freaking awesome. All right, let's go Monday. I'm so excited. Remember that we turn all of these lives into podcasts. You can listen, download while you're up for a walk over on our way in Regina podcast. Remember that we usually don't circle around. I know sometimes I'll come in and hit the comments up and answer a few questions. But if you really have a question that you asked today, um, pop it over on the question of the day page and the team will answer it over there. I hope that you're excited about Monday tomorrow. Uh, Anna McGinn is joining us uh, for the 11 a.m. If you're listening on podcast, we will post that segment all about sleep. Tomorrow we're talking about managing your stress and your sleep. Um, this is where we start to have that conversation about maximizing your efforts. It's one of my favorites. Um, this is a good week. We got so much to talk about this week. Um, if you are a returning member, please take time to pop over on that words of encouragement. Add your words. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Have an amazing day, everyone, and I'll see you later. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.